WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. And knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports, and he's also a hashtag dork. And a father of two sweet daughters, the leader of your squad for you evening marauders and night commuters. Tune in and sit tight. Six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on the night's watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox, too. Doing this since the Rich Keep Project. Now we've got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keep Show, so here's your guy. All right, welcome into a Tuesday night edition of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. In for Andy Hart tonight is Mike Cadlick from WEEI.com. Mike, how are you? I'm good. How are we doing? I'm doing great. Lots to get to tonight, uh, including a uh, Tom Brady appearance oh, on yeah. the Pat McAfee Show. Funny. He did the rounds today. He really did. He's got a lot going on. He's got a lot yeah. of business ventures. Yes, Diz rocking the TB12 hat behind the glass. Look at that. That's, that's, right. that's a classic now. That's right. Yeah. That's old school. They're not going to be making those uh, anymore. It's going to be a noble, <laughs> uh, noble hat soon. I'll be honest. I don't love the name or the logo. Now, if they decide to sponsor the show, I will quickly change what, my Noble? tune. Noble. Oh, yeah, no. It's not a fan no. of that at all. Yeah, it's weird. Noble. Like, all right. I get it, but it's kind of lame. I guess I get it. Lame. And yeah, the, and sponsor the show. It's great. But, oh, yeah, yeah, I, oh, suddenly yeah. I love it. But yeah. I also remember Mac Jones wearing the stuff yeah, a lot. They, they dropped him. Right? Didn't ha- He's they, done. They dropped him. Yep. Probably heard, heard a rumor idea. about that. And then I uh, threw it in a little uh, piece today on WEI.com talking about that. Well, yeah. So the hits keep Brady, coming from yeah, Matt Jones. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Brady's like, yeah, I'll merge with you guys. Yeah, we got to get rid get of this that guy. guy out of here. Like, yeah, yeah. All right, he's gone. Uh, but it's been a couple of days since the uh, the conference championship games, and we don't get to talk to you all that often. Mm-hmm. So biggest takeaway, there's a lot in there, but biggest takeaway, whether you want to go Chiefs-Ravens or you want to go 49ers-Lions. Sure. Uh, b- biggest takeaway is that Patrick Mahomes is – sensational and obviously that's you know that's not groundbreaking news that's not something that people don't know but I think there becomes this weird and it happened last year too when they won the Super Bowl there becomes this like massive gatekeeping of the Patriots success whenever the Chiefs win and and I get it and maybe maybe I'm a little bit too team Mahomes in this because I I do I think he's like right now already probably the second greatest quarterback we've ever seen kind of you know play down the stretch behind obviously Tom Brady yeah yeah but people have such a hard time admitting that and I think that you know, it, it. You saw it when the Patriots were, you know, winning and winning, and everybody tries to, you know, knock them down and dealt them. And with the Chiefs building this dynasty here, you're really starting to see that now. I mean, talking about, and I was listening to, I was listening, listening to some of Cowherd with Brady, and then he also was talking about like the Taylor Swift thing, and now everybody hates <laughs> Taylor Swift, and it's like they just need to. There, there's this target on the Chiefs' back now, yeah. and it's just, it's. I love watching Mahomes because I can't. I know I can't shy away from I don't greatness. Find and them that hateable. Me either. I really don't. And I think, they've worn the minority. I think in New England, yes. but like I, uh, again, like as Bill Simmons would say, sports hate. Like I hated the Mannings. I rooted okay, against yeah. Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Every like he could be doing anything. He'd be right. playing Monopoly. I'd be rooting against him. Eli Manning hated him even worse. Ben Roethlisberger hated him. Like yep. there were so many quarterbacks that were going up against Brady that I couldn't stand. The Chiefs, and they're the ones that are better than all those guys as right. far as like winning and like the chance of having uh, sustained success. 
I don't know what it is. Like, no. it's, I don't hate the. I don't hate him the same way I hated those other guys. No, I'm with you. And I think I guess the one thing that one thing threw me off this weekend it was the thing with Justin Tucker. I don't know if you saw that. With <laughs> he was the, throwing the kicking team. Yeah, they were yeah, kicking the yeah, team. Yeah. And like, it, I think it was James Palmer from NFL Network tweeted it with like laughing emojis. I was like, no. Kelsey and Mahomes are like pissed right now, and it was kind of weird. It kind of threw me off. But again, yeah, Tucker downplayed it after the game, yeah. right? He was like, "Oh, those guys are just having some fun, or yeah, whatever." It's like they but, seem steaming about yeah. it. But besides that, I mean, no, I, I like watching them. I think, yeah. and there's no, there's no knock on Mahomes. Like he, he is clutch. He does make the big plays. No, he for does years, win, like the only negatives about Mahomes for years were his wife and his brother. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, what are you getting? Okay, right. what about on the field? Right. What about like the stuff that really like, actually really matters? Great, and great football player. And so yeah. that's yeah, that's my big takeaway is that you know we're watching a, another dynasty here in the NFL. See, I think that is sort of the uh, if you ask somebody an open end question about Chiefs and Ravens, you mm-hmm. can tell if they are overall a glass half full or a gra- glass half empty. Yeah, you're glass half full because sure. you said Mahomes dynasty. You didn't go Lamar Jackson chokes again in the playoffs. Oh, well, that, <laughs> I feel like I mean that and both can be true. You sure. can think both things, but like leading with the Chiefs, I think it's like all right. That's more. That's definitely more of the positive. I wanted Lamar Jackson to break through. Like I wasn't like. I'm not a fan of either team, obviously, mm-hmm. but I was like, let's see what happens, and I think it's going to be an exciting Super Bowl regardless. But Lamar Jackson has had that thing where he just can't win in the playoffs. Everybody was throwing him a parade when he beat the Texans, yeah. and you're like, well, it's going to get a little bit tougher next week. And then he has a bad game. He's got yeah. a fumble. He throws a pick, scores 10 points at home, and you're wondering, like, is this going to be just the next in line of, like, the great regular season player? happens in all sports mm-hmm. that just can't get it done right. in the play. This was really, it felt like the Ravens year. Yeah. And it felt like they got that monkey off their back last week. Like yeah. you said against yeah. Houston. And then it just came back down to earth again. And so I, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not a fan, but I'm not, not a fan necessarily mm-hmm. of, of the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I did have, and this, this is sort of why I was rooting for Kansas city even more back when Lamar was like a rookie yeah. and he came in for Flacco and he was like strictly a runner and he really didn't have much arm talent or not that he didn't have the arm talent, but he, it took him a while to get the passing going. I was, I told my friends, I was like, Lamar Jackson will never play in a Super Bowl. That was just a take that I was going to try and stand on. And <laughs> okay. I, don't, I was yeah, just fair. like, you know what? Yeah. Everyone was, you know, everyone was all up in arms about him. And I was like, no, this guy can't do it. He's not going to play in the Super Bowl. This year it happens. And I was still clinging on to the take. They almost did it, but they lost. So I that's, just, that's why. I, that's I think I want like a, a super mobile quarterback to win just for all the people who be like, you can never win it that that's way. Fair. Like, and I know, you know, we've seen it like Mahomes can, can move, like right. he's, but he's not rushing for a thousand no. yards like Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see at some point one of those guys break through and then you can no longer be like, oh, it just never exists. It isn't going to happen. Right. But yeah, so the, the Chiefs move on. And then and on the flip side, you have the Lions who... What, what a, a choke. What a choke. Like, what a choke. I mean, for the for the Ravens, it was different. It was like the whole game. Like, right? right. Like, they just number one seed at home and then just And they still almost it. made it a, you know, they a were, seven to ten point game. Yeah. Like, it was right. right there for them and they just didn't do it. But. The Lions were up 17 in the third quarter and then lost. And at one point, it looked like they were going to lose by double digits. <laughs> and then they yeah. came back and they scored and then whatever. But I just, and then the news today that Ben Johnson's going to stay. Crazy. Yeah. Like, what are they, tell, how are they doing that? So I... I'm in the very, I'm very much in the minority here on the whole uh, Dan Campbell thing that I actually like him going for both the fourth downs. Do you? Because, and I don't think. Because well, he's I, always done it. Right. And I don't think it's an, an analytics thing, really. Like, is like everyone's up in arms, you know, this these last couple of days about analytics, analytics, and they're ruining the game and the nerds and the nerds and like everyone. And I, I was listening to the Greg Hill show la- the other day and Shine was like, it's not analytics, it's. It's like a gut feeling thing with Dan Campbell, and they trust that their offense with Ben Johnson can get a fourth and three 
60% of the time. And so if you need to either step on a team's throat or you need a jolt that you're down four points or three points rather, and you think, you know what, we're better off taking a lead here than tying it up. I don't hate him going for it because, again, that's yeah. what got them there. And me, I, though, I, my problem is it's just the, the the first one. I mean, the second one you could get pissed about, too. Some people have more of a problem with the second one. The first one to me was it was a three-possession game if you just kick the field goal. So it's not like a 10-point game. Now it's 13, like whoopee-doo. Right, like, right. The, the Niners only needed two possessions, and they were going to tie the game. Whereas if you kick that field goal, you basically – bleed half the third quarter down because mm-hmm. all the Niners there were kick a field goal in their first possession. And then the lions had a nice drive, but then it fizzled. And then like, there is something like, I believe in momentum. So like, so then that happens. And then the Niners get like a little bit of life. They score a touchdown. Next thing you know, fumble, then touchdown. Then the game was over. Right. Like, well, as soon as they tied it, you're like, there's no chance the lions are going to come back. And so the thing with then the, the argument with analytics is, well, you don't believe in momentum. No, I believe in momentum. Yeah, yeah, and sure. I think like with, Campbell trying to kick a field goal just to tie the game. It's like, I don't think that's really a huge momentum stopper where if you take a lead, that's going to stop the momentum that much more. That's really going to stop the bleeding where like, I I think back to like, nah, was it the 28 to three? No, it wasn't 28 to three, but something happened in one of these games where I, I wish I had it off the top of my head, but like a team tried to stop the bleeding they stopped it a little bit, and then the team went and scored, and it just like it didn't matter. And so mm-hmm. I just I, I don't know. I I think going with you know again his gut there being like no I want to I want to try and get a touchdown here. I don't hate it, even though they ended up losing the game. I am surprised that Ben Johnson is sticking around there. I thought that was going to be sort of the uh, the next like thirty year drought for the Lions. Yeah. I was like oh ninety one they looked great. Then you never heard of them again. I thought the same thing this year because things kind of went their way. They played really they played great. They had a couple of home games which are certainly not guaranteed. And like just in that division, the Packers look like they're ready to yeah. just take over again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like it's it's hard to bank on I, I thought Ben Johnson would leave. Maybe Jared Goff would would regress a little bit, but he's staying. I don't know what they yes. what they did there. So I th- and you know from reading some reports and you know I think Josina Anderson and definitely Adam Schefter were basically saying like it wasn't they didn't lure him back with any money and he was asking for like a huge raise with the new team. So like he wanted to get paid like fifteen million dollars million right? dollars a year. That was the report earlier. And so hmm. it seems like he's really you know, it, I guess enjoys coaching in Detroit, and they want yeah. they have this unfinished business, and they want to go win a Super Bowl. So, I mean, I, it's shocking because he could go to Washington with the number two pick and a GM like Adam Peters and build this whole thing just like uh, Kyle Shanahan and uh, John Lynch did in yeah. San Fran and go in the same time and go build this thing. But I guess he, you know, unfinished business. He likes what he's got in Detroit. So until a team is going to pony up the fifteen million dollars a year for him, he's probably mm-hmm. going to stay, keep his family there, and yeah. yeah, I guess that's the that's the situation there. Where, where do you stand on Brock Purdy? I don't like him. Yeah, me neither. Like <laughs> he's not, not good, right? Like he's no. not very good. Like I think he, there's a better chance he's going to let you down than he's going to yeah. win the game for you. He like, but then people could be like, well, look at his stats. Like, yeah, stats were great. Sure. His stats were were awesome for San Francisco, but I feel like he, I think Kyle Shanahan, and there was. Uh, you know, reports. I think McAfee even asked Brady about yes. this. Like McAfee or um, Kyle Shanahan tried talking Brady out of retirement yep. this year mm-hmm. to play for the Niners. Didn't happen. And I think they're always looking to upgrade Brock Purdy. Oh, I yeah. don't think his job is safe by any means. I mean, barring it's a. It's like what they had with Jimmy. They tried to do yeah. the same thing with Jimmy several yeah. times. And so. I mean, if he wins the Super Bowl, a little different story, I course. guess. Uh, it, I mean, 
We'll see. You never know. You the never thing, know. But the, I, I think they're going to try to upgrade that spot. The thing with Purdy, though, is like, and, and me not being a Brock Purdy guy, last week or two weeks ago, last week, whenever it was against the Packers, it was like, oh, he stinks all game. This is great. The Brock Purdy show. And then, and then he drives down the field and, you know, shoves it in the end zone for a touchdown at the end. And then this week, they go down early. And then the second half, he was pretty much lights out. And even running the ball, too, like getting first downs, making people miss. Like yeah. Not that he was Lamar Jackson out there, no, but no. again, he he showed up for the last two weeks, and so it's making it harder to doubt him, for sure. Uh, overall, do you like the Super Bowl matchup? I don't really. No. I don't like rematches. I've, yeah, th- I, I like th- watching th- People are kind of down. People are, I think they were hoping for more of the fresh blood, like just because yes. Detroit is extremely fresh blood. And then with Baltimore, at least it's Lamar Jackson for, for the sure. first time. And I... I I'm probably with you. Like out of the all the different matchups that it could have been, this is probably the one that I'm like at least excited about. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to completely change my tune because before the conference championship, I was like, there isn't really a bad matchup to come out of this. I no, mean, that's it's true. Like we're just saying, it's Mahomes and seeing if he can get yet another Super Bowl, right? Or against I mean, the, the one seed in the NFC. Yeah. So, which I don't like. I don't like Shanahan. I think or Purdy or I don't know what it is about the Niners. I always root against them. Maybe it's because. They're sort of viewed like a team that's won a bunch of Super yeah. Bowls, and like they haven't. No, they, I know they lose. They lose all the time. I'm with you on fresh blood, and not even fresh blood, but a different. I mean, even it's a if it's a different like uniform matchup. Like yeah, I remember yeah, it's like same matchup rooting for, for the row. rooting for the Patriots in their you know their second dynasty. Like they're playing the Eagles again. I'm like they just played the Eagles yeah. ten years ago, and oh then they go and play the Rams. I'm like they played the Rams in the Super Bowl. Like <laughs> yeah. I want to see a different. Somebody they played else. the Giants twice. Like they played. Yeah, they did. They sure did. Yeah, and yeah. so they always played the same teams. I just I like to see something different. Yeah. So I would I have you. rather Detroit, but. All right, Mike Cadillac is in for Andy Hart tonight. So if you've got any uh, Patriots offseason questions, you can sprinkle them in throughout the evening. It's 617-779-7937. We'll turn our attention to uh, Bill Belichick's future, as well as uh, Mike Vrabel and what is going on with the two remaining head coaching uh, vacancies in the NFL. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Cadillac. Right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Celtics rallied back and beat the Pelicans last night, 118 to 112 at home. Sees back at the Garden tonight, hosting the Pacers. This is the fifth and final time the Celtics will play Indiana this season, with tonight's winner clinching the season series. Kristaps Porzingis still questionable with the left ankle sprain. Luke Cornett is doubtful, and Al Horford has been ruled out. Former Celtic and NBA champion Rahan Rondo, Rajan Rondo, was arrested Sunday afternoon in Indiana for unlawful possession of a firearm, drug paraphernalia, and marijuana. All the charges are misdemeanors. Rondo, who spent 16 seasons in the NBA, was stopped for a traffic violation in Jackson County, Indiana, and a trooper smelled marijuana, according to court records, in an Indiana State Police spokesperson. The Bruins, they're off this week. They're back on the ice next Tuesday night when they'll host the Calgary Flames at the TD Garden. Pucks drops from Causeway Street at 7 p.m. From Albert Breer, ex-Bears offensive coordinator Luke Getze is in New England today. He's interviewing with the Patriots. Getze will also have a second interview for the Saints offensive coordinator job tomorrow in New Orleans. Patriots still trying to fill some key positions. And Eminem took to social media to say he stopped writing a diss record after the Lions. Announced today that offensive coordinator Ben Johnson has decided to return to Detroit for 2024. Wait, he was going to write a diss track against Ben Johnson? Yes, he took to Twitter today to say, all right, I put the pen down. I I was about to. You were about to get some bars. But he said he's riding with Dan Campbell. He's riding with the Lions. They want to run it back. Okay, well, good luck to him. (laughs) 
if you had one shot. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keefe Show coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say WEI's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Here on the Rich Keith Show, WEEI, Mike Catlick in for Andy Hart tonight. If you take him until 10 o'clock, you can join the program at 617-779-7937. And uh, Mike, right after Belichick had his like farewell mm-hmm. uh, statement, it wasn't really a press conference. No. There was no question. No allowed. questions. No, I talk, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you five minutes, yeah. give you a tight five, then I'm out of here. Yep. But in there... He mentioned some line about how he's excited for the future. And then Robert Kraft followed that up with like, hey, we're going to root for him, except when he's playing us. And that's going to be weird seeing him with a hoodie somewhere else. Are we ever going to see him with a hoodie somewhere else? Or do you think he's done coaching in the NFL? I think he has to coach again. I think he will. Um, And yeah, I just think that this hiatus that he's probably now going to call it, they're going to frame it into something. Well, you know, there wasn't the right job and you know, nobody wants him right now. I mean, nobody just, wants, him. nobody wants him. Atlanta was the one team that kind of wanted him. And then they decided they don't want him. So no, nobody, nobody wants him. And I, but I, I do think he'll be back. It takes two to tango, right? Sure. Like bill, like coaching and players is very different, right? Players like you'll, you, you got to play. If the team wants you, like you'll, you'll go, right. but a coach, I mean, you got to establish the whole thing. Like, so you have to also want to go there, but you know, we brought this up the other night. Like, if after the 2018 season, hypothetically, Bill Belichick's uh, contract was up and he was available, teams would be firing oh, their yeah. coach left and right to yep. try to bring him in there. So much damage has been done over the last four years, and it's a whole bunch of different areas. I mean, the win-loss is one thing, mm-hmm. but developing a rookie quarterback, the trades, drafts, you name it. Nobody wants him. And his age is working against him, clearly. And you look at this cycle of head coaches that have been hired – a lot of young guns, mm-hmm. you know, Harbaugh, one of the older guys, but sort of a different story with Harbaugh, but all the other and guys. And also a, ready, a readier yeah. team in L.A. Right. right. So that's kind of my thing with the Belichick thing is like you, you look at the teams that had you no know, vacancies, and I'm, I don't want to sit here and pull out excuses for him because I think that you're right. I, if it was two years ago, even the rebuilding teams would have probably went with him and at least brought him in for an interview. Like he literally had one team for an interview. That's one crazy. interview, and it was the Atlanta Falcons, and you started to hear rumors about it like week 15, 16 yeah. of the regular season, and you're like, Falcons? Like, I don't want Bill to go to the Falcons. And why would he want to go to the Falcons? Right. And that's it was one of the teams where I think they were ready-ish. Like, again, outside of quarterback, that roster's pretty good. Yeah. Like, three first-round picks. Of course, outside of quarterback, as we know, significant. <laughs> no, uh, absolutely. <laughs> no, so I get then, your point, though. Like, they have more skill position guys. Right. They, have a, they have a decent defense, the whole thing. O-line. Uh, but, yeah. I never thought it made a lot of sense outside of, all right, two years, you win 15 games, you move on. Right. If, it, if, if it's just the record you're going for. But if you want to you know, win a Super Bowl, none of these teams are going to win a Super Bowl in two years. The Chargers probably do have the best chance, right? Uh, although I still wouldn't certainly bet on it. The one team that, to me, it, it still makes no sense that they didn't make the move is Dallas. Like Dallas. I, they should have got rid of McCarthy. I mean, the Jets, I think, too. Yeah. Like, I don't love Robert Sala, and I just think their window – with Rodgers, lines up perfectly with Belichick. So you can sell the franchise as, hey, this is what we're doing for two years, maybe three if we get greedy. Right. And then we start all over. What about Buffalo? Buffalo, I think I would have gotten rid of McDermott for him. Yeah. 
But that's one where you're like, all right, Josh Allen, here's your coach for a couple of years, and then we're going to have to find you another coach. Yeah. Like, you're not going to line him up with Allen. And that's the tough part with any of these. I mean, yeah. even Washington, like, okay, you bring in a, a hotshot new GM, and yeah. you're going to go with Ben Johnson, and you have the number two pick, and you're going to get your Drake May or your Jaden Daniels. But if it's Belichick, you get two or three years, and then you're going to have to reset again. And so if you try and do the call it the Brady Garoppolo model with Bill yeah. where okay we have you we want you here but we also want to bring in somebody under you clearly he didn't want to do that with Gerard Mayo here he's not going to want to do that elsewhere either yeah so it's a tough situation for these teams that are really in a rebuild and that's why like Dallas Philly Buffalo at the at the time mm-hmm. like those are the teams you would think that you know would give him the shot and they just haven't yet the other one though Seattle like yeah why not reach out I mean, that's a team that was on the cusp of the playoffs this year. They made it last year. They have an okay quarterback in Geno Smith and a decent roster. Is like, it I, their thought maybe they just had an old coach, too, and they're not going to yeah. replace the oldest coach with now the next oldest coach? No, that's a fair that point. That might be it. And usually you see a lot of times when, I mean, the Patriots didn't do this, but usually you see if a team just got rid of their defensive coach, they go to an offensive coach yeah. and vice versa. So maybe... Maybe Seattle might go offense. That wouldn't make sense. You're right. Yeah. Like they 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 have the old guy, the old you know defensive guy, and then you bring in the other old defensive. Well, guy. the best <laughs> arguments really were for Atlanta and maybe Washington. It was just about the owner. It wasn't mm-hmm. about the fit. It wasn't about the roster. It wasn't about the future. Right. It was well, Arthur Blank would love Belichick, and hey, Washington's a new owner, so they want to like you know headlines. So it's like. You shouldn't and hire Carolina though. Carolina, oh, Carolina too. They didn't do anything, and they have the you know the crazy new hotshot owner who has Dave all the money Canales. in the world. Yeah, right. Which again, I think Canales, he did a good job. He did a decent job in Seattle too. That felt a little early to me. Yeah, for him, weird. Like he had one good year as the OC in Tampa, and then it's like bang, bang, bring him so, in. But so far, we have six of the eight have been uh, filled, yep. I believe, and so we're still looking for Seattle, still looking for Washington, and it looks like Boomer Esiason. This is going to maybe have to take a lap because he said Ben Johnson, oh, the yeah. commanders, was a dumb deal. And he had another one that he was wrong he about. He had Belichick to Atlanta as a dumb oh, deal. Be- yeah, I know. Yeah, he's going to have to. Freaking honesty, guys, man. You can't, you can't do that. Well, Scoops is a dangerous game. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. You know that one oh well. <laughs> I do. Um, so what do you make then of this whole, it's been floated a few times naturally, Belichick to Kansas City if Andy Reid retires? I don't. I, yeah, I've heard it plenty. I just, I don't get that. I really you don't get don't. him retiring, or you don't get no. Well, Andy Reid retiring because sure, I could see him retiring. I could see he wins another Super Bowl and and, and retires and, and moves on. But again, I, I'm kind of thinking about like lining up quarter or uh, lining up my quarterback and my coach. And so true, Patrick Mahomes is only play with Andy Reid. So then you're going to give him Belichick for two or three years, pray Josh that it works McDaniels, out, baby. and then, it, and then <laughs> it doesn't, go. Yeah, hey, hey, uh, hey, Patrick, we're going to run a different offense now. We got the Josh McDaniels yeah. offense. He's like, excuse me, uh-huh. so. Yeah, I don't. But could you imagine Belichick winning a ring with Mahomes? Do you think he'd want to? Yes. Shove it in Brady's face. But I don't think he'd get have to a, get him another ring. He wouldn't get a this time sniff it's with me. of the credit. He wouldn't get no, any credit fair. for yeah, it. I know. He because, can only win with the two greatest quarterbacks of all time. So people <laughs> would say that's right, true. Exactly. Like, because one of the things that came out was, and I, I don't know who had it, but it was it was reported that Bill's looking for a, a underachieving team with talent, and I was like. First of all, that'd be a lot of the teams, yeah. I guess, in the league. Uh, and if their coach is available, or if they don't have a coach, they were definitely underachieving. It was Atlanta. It was Atlanta. So it was Atlanta. Kansas City is neither yeah. of those things. No, They're not underachieving, true. and I mean, they do have talent, yeah. but they they aren't underachieving, especially if they if they come off of a Super Bowl. Right. Like as good as the Tampa Bay Bucks roster was, Tom Brady joined a team that missed the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then they won the Super Bowl. So I think, you know, Bill would probably in a perfect world would do something like that. Like go to, go to the Jets, yeah. miss the playoffs, 
turnaround, even with Aaron Rodgers, because with Aaron Rodgers, Bill would get a whole lot more credit. He's like, well, Rodgers has been in the league 20 years. Yep. He's only won once, so he needed Bill to push him over the top. Would you consider Buffalo the underachieving team with talent? Yes. Do you think they're going to make a move? They're, at this point, it's I don't too think late. it's too late for McDonough. Yeah, I would. Haven't, it's been, what, over a week since they lost? So. Yeah. I keep waiting for the, for those to happen. I thought after wild card uh, weekend, you might get a couple. And then a the traditional round, you thought maybe the, the Bills. I'm pretty sure a couple of the national guys floated the fact that, you know, an un, uh, unknown or un, or a surprising team could move on their head coach a little bit later on in the in the whole you know, playoff. Did you thing, get that right? from Boomer Sison? <laughs> yeah, Boomer Sison. It doesn't yeah. look like it's it's happening. Yeah, so I don't know. Do you I think mean, uh, Mike Vrabel's going to get one of these two remaining jobs? No, I don't think he Which is. is. Crazy. He to hasn't me. talked to either one either. I wonder if Washington pivots to either Vrabel or Belichick. Honestly, now that they don't have their guy, and I know that they they also. So I guess in Schefter had this. Um, they went to Detroit today, the Washington Commanders brass, to interview again. Uh, Johnson and Aaron Glenn. Yeah, and while they, they were on the flight Aaron over, Glenn? yeah, they They're were like, like well. they were like, oh yeah, no, Ben's out. Like he doesn't want to coach for you. And they were like, oh okay, well I guess we'll go talk to Glenn still. So I wonder if they poach him. But I think they should. I I think Vrabel should absolutely be an NFL head coach. Yeah, I think he is like a top eight nine head coach in football. Like I think he's, he's that fantastic. Good. I think he's, he's very. very good. I, I agree. I think he's very good. Now I was of the mind like I really wanted an offensive guy in New England, yep. so I wasn't as high on Vrabel no, as other people were. I was dead set on an offensive guy, but you look at what Vrabel did in six years with Ryan Tannehill and uh who are they trotting up there? He started with Mariota actually, right? Yep. It was Mariota, then Tannehill, and then uh Will, Will Levis. Levis and they had Malik league. Willis, yeah. but yeah, no. They, but he made the playoffs three times, mm-hmm. he had a winning record four times, so he's coming off a bad year for sure, but his GM traded away AJ Brown mm-hmm. and then they fired the GM, but then a year later he's gone. So I think when you combine everything, like what he's done, his his personality, his uh his age, if you're talking about a guy that's gonna come in and be there in a spot for a while, like Frable should definitely be on one of these teams, but so my idea for Vrabel is bring him here as as a director of fo- and this is this has been floated and not floated by reporters but I've sort of talked about it with a couple people with and not that it's like a a report this is just sort of idea making with me and some other guys but like bring him in as like a director of football operations personnel not really personnel but sort of liaison to the coach type guy who if he still wants to be around football he has a good you know uh, obviously yeah. relationship with the franchise Bring him in as like an assistant-ish to Gerard Mayo and kind of help him with the transition. Who Gerard has never been a head coach before. Demarcus Covington has never been a DC. No, it's all before. rookies. It feels like right. all first-year guys and they're in these big roles. Vrabel's been a head coach and he's been a DC. So the if, only tricky thing with that, yeah. I think, is if Mayo struggles, mm-hmm. everyone's going to call for Vrabel because we even were running True. these Twitter polls. You know, when the season ended and they, as soon as they got rid of Bills, like who do you want? And it was like Vrabel, Mayo. I forget who the other one was. Uh, somebody else, and then other Matt Patricia. It was Matt Patricia <laughs> who won in a landslide. No, but Vrabel did. Like Vrabel oh, yeah. smoked Mayo in all these different uh, fan polls the on who they wanted. They fired him. It, everything. Switched. So I think in a perfect world, it makes sense. Like bring him in. The guy can. He's a sort of a wealth of knowledge, and he's done it. But it's like having the. Uh, you know, it was like when they brought in some of these guys to be on the bench with Joe Mazzula. Yep. But 100%. but even there, like even you know. They're not the same. Like Charles Lee is not the same as, uh, you know, Mike Vrabel. Right. No, so if Gerard Mayo yeah, stinks or like, you know, he has a bad call in a game or whatever, and the team's one and five, you're like, well, I don't even know if he's the best coach on the staff. Right. And then so there's that issue. Uh, a texter says, 
Going back to Belichick, coaches who win four games don't get hired, FYI. Actually, let me FYI this guy. Whoa. Andy Reid had four wins yes, he his did. last year in Philly. He didn't have to wait a year. He got the Kansas City job yep. the next year, turned them around, and they've been a wagon since. So it does happen. The only thing there is the, the, the difference is the – obviously there's a difference, but it's the age thing. Like Reid was still yes. younger. He was yes. in his 50s, yes. I think, and so Belichick now at 70. I think he's still a great coach. I think he could still you know win games and bring a team – even to the Super Bowl, but it's you know you could you could rely on Andy Reid to coach at least ten years at that point. You would think, yeah, which he has. And Belichick, it's like literally, I want the record and I want to bounce. Yeah, like two or two or three years. But then the other question that we don't know the answer to is: Is he drafting all the players? Because I don't think teams want that. They look at the the track record. Right. And they're like, we don't want you drafting the players. And especially like if you go to a place like the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Jets. Those teams have both been drafting really well recently. Yeah. So uh, what what is Bill going to come in there and do? Pick pick better players than those guys? Like I don't know. And the 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 front office situation in Atlanta clearly made it hard for Arthur Blank to like just grab yeah. him because you had Rich McKay, who's the, the yeah. CEO and was the GM type guy, and that I forget the GM's name now, but he's been there, and they they've had decent drafts too. I mean, right. You talk about those three first round picks, like yeah, Kyle Pitts is under underperformed, yeah. but if you get him going, he's still a good talent and. They just need they they again they have a decent roster, but you didn't want to turn the whole thing over to Bill because again, you keep going back to it. He touches every single thing, or he touched every single thing in the entire football operation oh, yeah. here. He doesn't want to give that away anywhere he goes, and so right. it's you're going to have to. He's going to leave, and then you're going to have to reset your whole thing in two or three years anyway. Plus, I mean, I think it's a red flag when you know he's going to bring in McDaniel's, Patricia, Judge, and teams are going to be like, yeah. "Is that really what we want?" And then. You know, then, I still don't hate Josh as an OC, though. Maybe not here, here? but in general, oh. like I don't hate it. And I think, honestly, I think there's a chance that Josh is back here in some capacity next year Ugh. if Bill doesn't get a job. And I uh, just think it's yeah. Well, if Bill doesn't get a job, he's not going to have a spot to go other than here because the Crafts like him. But right. I don't. But but he was going to latch on to Bill because I don't think anybody else would really want him. I mean, I think these guys have kind of proven away from Bill. It's it's a struggle. Yeah. You know, not just away from Tom, just away from Bill in general is not the same. I mean, Patricia finally got to coach the side of the ball that he should be coaching this year. It was a disaster. What a disaster. Was a they should have never. Oh, yeah. And then Joe Judge, too. Like, I thought moving him to special teams this mm-hmm. year was a good thing. He did. It's it's what got him a head coaching job was being on the special teams. And yet yeah. they were still the worst unit in on the team. They so. were. All right, let's grab a couple calls, 617-779-7937. Let's go to uh, David in the car. He joins us next. What's up, David? Hey, good evening, guys. Thank you for taking the call, Rich. Appreciate it. So I'm Lamar Jackson, and I want to comment on Bill Belichick, but I want to talk about Lamar, the reason why he lost that game. So what I found that the team did, whoever was calling the plays, whoever designed the plays, is they changed the way Lamar plays. And this is what happened with Bray in 2007 and 2011. They were too conservative. And you can't. You have to let somebody play like they normally do. And when they took that away from Lamar, it, it made them not be the same team that they were throughout the year. And that, that's my opinion, and I honestly believe that's what happened. All right. Well, so to me, Todd Munkin had a good year. Mm-hmm. And, then, I mean, Lamar's going to be the MVP. Right. So he obviously had a really good year. But then, yeah, they just – He had and it an wasn't awful even, game. He had a terrible game. I mean, the game was close, and yet they still – they just – Lamar was back there passing like crazy. Yeah. And I'm not saying, oh, just dial up a million Lamar runs. Give it, give it, hand it to the Gus Bus every once right. in a while. Hand it to some of the... They were the best rushing team in the league. Right. And you wouldn't have known it if you were just watching the game. Right. I think I read a stat that they didn't run a, like, true running back run, designed run 
after like the five minute mark in the first quarter of that game. It's bizarre. Like, what are you doing? That's yeah. how you got here. And it's, it's like not the like they were down twenty four nothing. Here. Right. Right. Like if they if they're down twenty four zip, you're like, all right, you better throw it. Right. Like no, the game was pretty close. Yeah. So very strange. Uh let's go to Louie in Arlington. What's going on, Louie? Hey. Hey, yeah, uh, there's no difference between Footsteps Eason and Mac Jones. They're both drafted the same around the same fifteenth pick first round. Who? Mac Jones? I think who? he's I think he's uh, scared. Who? who are you talking about? You know what John Hanny used to say? No, I don't. Tony Eason should wear a skirt. So should Mac Jones. All right. I don't think we should say that anymore, Louis. Yeah, Tony Eason, I guess. Yeah, he went Tony Eason, former Patriot quarterback from the 80s. I was writing something up about uh, the quarterbacks that could yeah. be drafted. It's like six quarterbacks the yeah. last time. Six quarterbacks were drafted in the first round was the Tony Eason year. It was yeah, like Eason, Marino. Oh, uh, it was Elway, Elway Kelly, um, uh, Ken O'Brien. There was one right? more. Yep. O'Brien. Elway, Marino, Eason. Oh, I should know this more. because they did, I think, a whole 30 for 30 yeah. on this. This was a good draft. That was when Elway got drafted. He was like, I don't want to go to the Colts. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, ugh, God. And then Eli did it. Yeah. Were any of them wearing skirts? I think no, the caller would have liked that. I mean, again, I... Because then, because that means it would have been like a woman. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, what are we doing? Like, I don't I, get it. Save the anecdotes. Sorry. Yes, yeah, exactly. save, save it for somebody else. I don't I don't need to hear hear that one. Uh Commander Seahawks are the two with openings. We don't think Bill's going anywhere. We don't really think Mike Vrabel's going anywhere. Any of these other guys that have been making the rounds on the interviews, like who do you think's getting those gigs? Uh if I had to guess, oh man. I, I think Dan Quinn's gonna get the Seattle job. Oh, that I think just feels, they're gonna regret that. Yeah, they're gonna regret it. Yeah. I'm not huge on Dan Quinn as a head coach. I think he's a great DC. No. I yeah. don't like defensive head coaches. I just don't Same. and that's the one real gripe I have with the Mayo hiring is like, yep, I'm, I'm the, right there with you. Yeah. And so, but no, I think that will end up as, uh, can't, or not Campbell, but yeah. Uh, Dan Quinn. 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 Yeah. Dan Quinn. Quinn Seattle, Seattle. Well, he was the early favorite. Yeah. Kind of cool. But then I could see them kind of going back to him. I would like Bobby Slowick still out yeah. there from probably uh, Slowick. That's kind of where and, I would go for Washington because that's sort of like, Hey, we wanted Ben Johnson. Let's go with, yeah. with Slowick. And yeah, you and I are in agreement. Like you want the offensive guy because Look at the names. We're going to get to them coming up. The Patriots offensive coordinator search Mm -hmm. is all like tight ends coaches, QB coaches, passing game coordinators, because all the good coordinators become head coaches. And then they stay there, and that's what their gig is. Now, maybe they flame out like an Arthur Smith, and now Mm -hmm. he's back in the league as a back on, you know, with Pittsburgh now. But uh, you want those guys, especially if you're going to be, you know, marrying them up with a young quarterback, which we think is going to be the case for the Patriots. So, you can weigh in 617-779-7937 is the number to jump aboard. We'll try to win some money with the bet du jour coming up next here on the Rich Keefe Show. Mike Cadlick is here on WEEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI and check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, Mike Cadley in for Andy Hart here Hi. on WEEI. And uh, thanks to everybody who uh, responded. We were missing Todd Blackledge. A caller brought up the 1983 NFL draft. Why not? As he should. We are months away from the NFL draft. We're going to be talking a lot of drafts on this show. But the 83 draft class, famous for their quarterbacks, uh, led by John Elway, Jim Kelly, Dan Marino were sort of the big three. But the other three that were drafted, Tony Easton, of course, here, Ken O'Brien, 
And then we forgot Todd Blackledge hmm. went to the Chiefs, Penn State. More well good? known for uh, no, yeah. I don't think so. Not in the league, no. But he was uh, yeah. a good broadcaster. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yep. he was uh, famous for being a bright. Yeah, that you had three Hall of Famers and then three not Hall of Famers. Also in that draft class, Eric Dickerson, uh, Bruce Matthews, Daryl Green. Wow, kind of insane. All Hall of Famers, right? Those, are, right. The, those yeah. are the Hall of Famers. All Hall of Famers, and then Jim Covert as well, oh. uh, offensive tackle for the Bears, was a uh, Hall of Famer. So it's pretty loaded. good, loaded. Hopefully, that's the draft this yeah. year, and the Patriots can snag one. Coming up, maybe they get one or two Hall of Famers in this draft. Why, why not? Uh, bet du jour time, where we try to find some winners. And good news for Cadillac is we updated the records. We left 2023 in the past. Oh, so we have shined up some new records. So you were one in six, okay, in your uh, few opportunities yeah, last great. year. But now it's a, it's a fresh slate. Oh, good. All right. I might uh, have to change my pick then. Okay, good. Uh, Stiz, so Stiz goes first. Stiz is going to go first. Stiz is 4-12-1 to start the year. But there's a lot of year left, Stiz. Oh, That's yeah. right. That's right. We're just getting started. I got, I hit on uh, Zion Williamson last night, so I'm 13-4. and four, So I feel like... Look at that. The, uh, but it's gonna it's about to sink. He's having good. a good year so far. I'm That's just nailing stuff. player props. NBA overs is all I'm, I'm finding a guy. Yep. So, all right, Stiz, what do you have for your bet to short tonight? All right, I was looking at the Pacers-Celtics. Not a lot of juice uh, in this game, but mm-hmm. I found one that I like. Pacers money line first half plus 210. Ooh. And I'm going to it was a little higher 10 minutes ago, but huh. dropped a little bit. Wow, so Pacers money line first half. That's right. I think the Celtics will pull it out, but I think it's going to be a dogfight. They did not have a great first half yesterday, yep, that's for that's sure. Right. But Porzingis is going to play. He's back yep. in there, so that might have swayed it a little bit. I'm going to stay in the same game. Give me, on the other side, Aaron Neesmith, revenge game. Okay. Over 12 and a half points. I love it. You're not asking for a ton. Neesmith, go out there and pop a few threes, get you 13 points. Whether they win or lose, doesn't matter to me as long as he gets his uh, 13 points. And so Halliburton's back, but he has been he missed a ton of games with an injury. Yep. Plus, he leads the league in assists anyway, so uh, I would say uh, Neesmith. All right, so we're staying in the Celtics game. Perfect. Uh, to come back from that 1-6 drought, I was going to go with a first basket. but Okay, bold. I, I was going to go Porzingis. Yep. It was like plus 500. But since I have a clean slate, yep. we're going to go with Jason Tatum's over 28 and a half. 28 Feels and like a Tatum there. game. All right. Uh, home game. Our friend Justin Turpin's there covering the game. Sure, so big Turp. Turp. Yep, uh, good stuff. Yep, so I'm going to go with Tatum Classic over 28 and a half points. All right, very good. Now, circling back to our uh, discussion on the coaches and where you know who could grab that Seattle job, who could grab the Washington job, some of the hot candidates. Uh, Bobby Slowick, a name that came up. I thought he would have been a good fit here Yep. Uh, as the head coach and as the offensive coordinator because he's That's in Shime's Houston. Shine wanted Slowick. Loves him, yeah. I mean, he was in the Shanahan tree. Yep. He had C.J. Stroud win. Well, I don't know if he's going to win Rookie of the Year, but he's in the conversation. He's going to win it. And uh, you think over Puka Nakua? I do. Mm. They love quarterbacks. Yeah, they People do. People like to vote for it's quarterback. It's a quarterback world. It is. It's a quarterback world. But you were just telling me uh, Burt Breer had a scoop yes. that Slowick staying? Yep. He is uh, He is staying in Houston. They gave him a raise, um, and he will not be taking head coaching jobs. He will not be looking elsewhere. He will stay as the O.C., of the Houston Texans, at least in 2024. So what do you think that says about, Is it does it say more about Bobby Slowick and Ben Johnson for not wanting to leave and staying as coordinators? Does it say more about, like, I don't want to go to Washington or Seattle? Yeah, I think it's not the right place at the right time, yeah. I think. And I, I think it's good because I feel like a lot of these guys jump a little too soon. And yeah. maybe that maybe it's not too soon. Like but, a Dave Canales. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it's just, you know, oh, I can be a head coach. See ya. And like and I get it. Like yeah. how, how are you not? Huge raise. You get to start your own program. 
you're always going to be self-confident enough to say, no, I can go do this right now. Mm-hmm. Who cares? But, I mean, to have the awareness of, and I think Johnson's ready, but yeah, he can also go win a Super Bowl as an OC and then maybe get a better job next year. Like, hmm. And he's done it for two years, and I, I don't think it's a cold feet type thing. Yeah, I, It could be, but I feel like it's more so just, oh, I'm in a good situation right now. Why not? Why not, you know, stick around for a little while? Longer? No, it's it's true. I just wonder, the, the thing about, like, waiting Why, for, you think it's an indictment on, like, Washington or Seattle? It's got to be an indictment on somebody. It's either, yeah. like, bad teams, like, you. I really don't want to go to those teams, or those guys thinking that they're not ready to be a head coach. Because and maybe not every single coordinator wants to be a head coach. Sort of in my mind, they all do. At least yeah. want to get a, get a crack at it, run their own team. But for them choosing not to do it, I, I wonder because... The perfect job is never going to open up right. because that's the whole thing. They're, they're, unless a coach retires, right? Like Andy Reid retires. Then suddenly, sure. hey, you get to go coach Patrick Mahomes. Right. So unless Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick are both hoping to take the Chiefs <laughs> yeah, job right. in a year, uh, I don't know. You, you can never really just wait around for the best one. And I also think these guys, it would be their first head coaching job. Mm-hmm. You can fail the first time and right. get another crack. No, that's true. If you're, if it's your second go, you got to be much more picky. Like when McDaniels, after he flamed out in Denver, he shouldn't have just jumped to the next one. Right. Right. And then he, he thought the Raiders job was going to be good for him. It ended up not being, but no, yeah, he, he pulled that back more on calculated. Indy. Yeah, he did. And so, yeah, I'm with you. I, I just think though, like that Washington job is a pretty good job. New owner, and New it's not owner. the psycho owner that was there before. Right. New owner, yeah. rebrand. like Number two pick. Number two pick, new life. Not a great roster, but like you have a GM who's gonna you're going to build with who is an up-and-cover in, in San Francisco. Yeah, you, you guys are going to work together, collaborate, and build something new on your own. Like what you said, number two pick, you, clean slate. So you slate. can choose Jaden Daniels or Drake May. Pick mm-hmm. which, which either one you want. I mean, maybe Caleb Williams, but unlikely. Yeah. And then you're kind of off and running. I feel like that's not a is bad it, gig. Is it an indictment on Drake Main and uh, Jaden Daniels? Maybe. Maybe those Maybe guys don't like them. Yeah. That's true. But Because, again, that's too, like, it, for Slowick or uh, Ben Johnson. Johnson to be able to go and grab, again, a young kid. You get, we just mentioned it, but new owner, cap space, GM, and your franchise quarterback with the number two pick, like, that's money right there. And the fact yeah. that you don't go yeah. and take it says a lot about, again, something. It's kind of tough to figure out what it is right so, now. So, clearly not the first choice for the Commanders or the Seahawks, but I wonder, with guys like Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick sticking around, does that open the door back up Call to Bill. Bill Belichick and even Mike Rabel? Like, are those guys both back on the on the table? And then, it, you know, how do they feel? Like they, they, right. they got a little bit of pride, and they're like, hey, all the guys we wanted or the guy we really wanted is staying. So you have any interest in interviewing now? It's like the uh, when Frank Reich went to went to Indy after McDaniels. That's what it was. He was with uh, yeah. Philly, and then McDaniels pulled out of the Indy job. Yeah. They hired Reich, and it was actually you know pretty good for a little while. It was good. It was so, good for a minute. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I think Seattle should be in on Vrabel. I think that's I a good too. spot for him. Yep. I mean, defensive identity – Again, you go from defense to defense, but Vrabel's young. He's not much Carroll. younger. Like than he's, Pete, yeah. yeah, he's built a um, he's built up a place before. You get a quarterback in Seattle to go in, mm-hmm. you know, after Geno Smith, and that's a decent team and a team that's had success in the past. So I could see Ver- them going after Vrabel. Washington might be the only place left for Bill this year. Yeah, and look, Florio kept talking about it for going on like three or four months towards the end of the season that Washington and Josh Harris are going to go after Bill Belichick. This is the time to do it. You yeah. miss out on the hot shot, Ben, yeah. ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick. Go get Bill. I don't hate it, but again, it's 
it's not a great it's not a quick turnaround team. Like you have to do a lot more there. So I wonder if they actually go for no, it. No, it's it's true. All right, one hour down, three hours to go on the Rich Keefe show. Mike Cadlick from WEEI.com is here. You can join us 617 779-7937. Uh, adding on to our conversation with the uh, all the football stuff and the coaching stuff with uh, Belichick, want to hit on the Red Sox because it's been a horrible oh, been off season for them, and it got even worse today, in my opinion. Actually, it got worse uh, in a couple of ways. So when's we'll the get, last time it got better? Mm, it was uh, twenty eighteen. Yeah, twenty eighteen. They had a good year. Uh, so we'll, we'll hit on the Red Sox coming up next.